Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to Christ South. I'm glad that y'all are here. There's a couple things we need you to know about. One, you can sign up today for Vacation Bible School. It's uh, happening this summer here in this place, and you can sign up as you're leaving today. It's free fourth through fourth grade. Um, there's the dates and the times. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and uh, we'd love to get those folks on and registered. We're going to see if we can break 100 this year. We, we've gotten really close. We got really close last year when we did it the first time, so we're going to see if we can break 100 this year. So sign up, folks. Tell people about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great ministry that we get to just sort of be a church that has fun and community here. So we're going to do that right here this summer. Next thing I want to let you know about is called Set Your Roots. Let's say you're thinking, man, I like this church, but I want to like be a part of it. Like I want to join in. I want to be a part of the gang. Uh, this is when you do it. Right after church, we'll have something for the kids to do. We'll get a little food together. Right after church on the 19th, we'll just stay. Uh, actually, we'll probably go right over in the other side right there, and we'll have a little bit of time. And probably, I'd say like probably an hour and change, hour and a half or so. And, uh, and we'll talk a little about what that means to be a part of this church. And this time, uh, all the members don't come, all right? So we've done this in the past where all the members come. We do that every once in a while because it's important as a church to sort of like say, what is, what is this whole thing really about? Like, what do we expect from one another? What do we want to be doing together as a church? But this time, we're just going to do it with our new families only. Everybody got it? Say got it. Awesome. We're doing road trip. Anybody like road trips? I love road trips. Anybody like going on road trips? This is our sermon series right now, and I absolutely love road trips. Um, and this is me, uh, this video here, is actually a video I took of uh, me on the last road trip with Pastor Melody, my wife. Well, we're driving now. We're driving now. Okay. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. You're going to feel so dumb. Please don't. I think we just need a little music. She brings all the boys to the bar. Her life is better than yours. Their life is better than yours. My milkshake, but I have to charge. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Her life is better than yours. A hundred miles an hour would walk five hundred more just to be the man that walks five hundred miles to a dog. Hello, you got wake up something You like it the Right. I, I, I must have got the wrong video in there. I'm really sorry about that, but that was definitely my life every time in the car with Pastor Melody right there. Exactly what it's like. Actually, no, I got some better, uh, I got some better pictures here. Uh, whenever we get in the car, this is me and Pastor Melody as we're going on road trips together. I think I got a couple in there. This is, uh, this is most definitely me uh, driving. Anybody got this uh, situation happening? Anytime you get in the car, the other person on the other side is instantly just like gone asleep. This is actually not, not me. This, this guy, I posted this this past week of all the times he goes driving in his car and his wife just falls asleep. I'm pretty sure he's no longer alive. <laughs> I don't really like driving, but I end up doing it. I, I end up being the one that drives. I don't know. I guess it's, I just like to get going and I kind of get in the zone. We always have our little, like our starting song every time we go on vacation somewhere. What is it, Ashton? 
Three Little Birds, Bob Marley. Don't worry. Sing it about a thing. Come on. And you know every little thing. It's all you. That's beautiful. And every time I get driving, I have one rule. If you sit in the front seat, you may not fall asleep. That is the only rule, all right? You cannot fall asleep. Your job is to, number one, entertain me. Two, hand me food when necessary. And three, let me listen to whatever music I want. It's the closest time that I ever feel like actually like a king. I must have food. It brings me up to this week, thinking about road trips. And who you have in your car with you, who you have with you, is important. What they speak into your life matters. Now leave us up for just a second, because this is the kind of thing that we're going to be thinking about and talking about as we go through this week. Who you have with you is important. What they speak into your life matters. Read those with me real quick. Who you have with you is important. What they speak into your life matters. When I was a kid, this awesome movie came out called War Games. Anybody remember this uh, War Games movie? Anybody remember? Matthew Broderick. It was like the beginning of like the computer age, and he was like this whiz on the computer, and he figured out how to like play a game with this other computer, which just happened to be like the, uh, the DEF CON computer that controlled like all the missile silos throughout the world, and he thought he was playing a game, but the other computer thought that it was actually not a simulation, but it was for real, and all these long, it was just amazing. But we used to play these kind of games where like, you know, you had, when you're a little kid, like you go off into the woods, and you have two teams, like, like armies against one another. Anybody play like this, right? And you would always make sure that you had, you know, everything kind of set up, and we had all kinds of little sticks that looked like guns, and we'd go out and we'd shoot at each other and everything. And the most important thing that you had when you played any of these kind of games off in the woods, when you were doing any kind of this army stuff, you always had to have backup. You know what I'm talking about? Like you'd always assign people, or maybe this was just me because this is the way that we did things, but it would be like we'd get ready to go and be like, all right, I'm going to go in, I'm going to charge, okay? And it's going to be like loud and obnoxious, and I'm going to be knocking all kinds of sticks around and stuff like that. But draw their attention, but you are the backup. And I want you to run around the outside, and then you're going to come and get them from the side. You know what I'm talking about? Nobody else flanked other people when they were children? Okay, well, maybe that was just me. But for some reason... In my life, I forget about those games you used to play as a kid. I forget to have backup. I forget to have those people that can come and help when the time is needed. I think I can handle it all by myself. Where are my people at? Say, it's me. Okay, all right, I'm talking about the ones that are like, I don't really need help in my life. I can handle my own stuff. I don't need to ask advice. Where are my people that won't ask for directions? You won't, absolutely will not ask directions. Where are my people that get the instruction booklet to whatever it is they're supposed to put together and take it and set it aside to try to figure it out on their own? Say, that's me. Yeah, I'm grown. I don't need you to tell me how to do it. Have you ever bought anything from Ikea, ever? And everything that you buy from Ikea has these little cartoon characters that make it look real easy. I don't need you telling me, like a cartoon character, how to build my cabinet. I can figure out where the pegs go and the screws go. I can lay it out myself. And everything I build from Ikea falls apart. <laughs> Truth is, though, we are blessed. I am blessed to be surrounded by an amazing staff, an amazing church, an amazing family. I've got so many amazing people in my life. I mean, I could go around this room looking at so many people that I see in here that have come to my aid when I needed it. 
so blessed. Somebody look at somebody close to you and say, that's you. You're blessing somebody. Say, that's you. You're a blessing. I could spend the whole day talking about people in this room. This church needs you. I want to look at some scripture today that, that talks a little bit about this story. We're going to read this one together. This is a story about Moses. Go ahead and throw it up there for us. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sinai, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. Now, before we go any further, everybody know what has just happened? They've just been released from whose hand? This is the people of God. Good job, guys. They've just been released from, that's our pastor over there saying this stuff. That's our pastor over there. All right. The people of God have been rescued from? Okay, let's say Pharaoh all at the same time. One, two, three. All right, good. Now we're doing good. So they're in the wilderness, and Moses is leading them, and that's where we are, from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped out at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. And everybody said, ah. So they quarreled with Moses. and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? And Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take your hand in the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I'll stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and the water will come out of it for people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Who's with us on this road trip? Where are we going? I don't have what I need. Then all of a sudden the story changes. They got water coming forth. They got what they asked for, even though they grumbled against God. And the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. And everybody said, Ah! Moses said to Joshua, <laughs> that was stupid, but fun. Moses said to Joshua, <laughs> choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses' order. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Everybody got it so far? Say, got it. Good story. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites started winning. I can almost just imagine him standing up there, raising his hands, and watching the army start to take over. He's just like, oof, I get a little tired. All of a sudden, the army starts to lose, and it starts going back and forth. Can you imagine standing on top of the hill and seeing this every time you raised your hands and lowered your hands, that something was changing out there, that the people were winning, now they're losing. They start winning again and start losing again. And Moses' hands grew tired. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other. Back up. Who is with you is important. So that his hands remain steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll. Something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called, The Lord is my banner. 
He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. Somebody say, Pastor, that's a long story. It's true. It's a long story. But so are the road trips that we're on. We read this story, we have to realize two things. One, Moses had an incredible calling. Moses had an incredible calling. It wasn't like the whole thing just started, he got him out of Egypt, and all of a sudden everything was fine, right? They were all the time grumbling. They were all the time frustrated. Has anybody ever been in a car with children? Okay, it's an incredible calling. Amen? Mm-hmm. The second thing is, Moses, the one who God had called, who had this staff that split the Nile, that brought forth the plagues, that rescued God's people from the hand of the Pharaoh, the most powerful human being in the world at that time. He's still human. None of us, brothers and sisters, are Moses, amen? But surely, we can relate to a calling that we just can't manage to fulfill the way we know we should. Brothers and sisters, that calling is called normal life. That calling that's so difficult to fulfill is normal life. On Friday, we got a chance to go to the Weddington uh, Food Truck Fridays. Uh, it was really, really fun. There's some great pictures up. Uh, we had uh, all kinds of food trucks out. We had all kinds of little different activities. And Laura had put together some real fun crafts for the kids. And they're signing up for VBS and all kinds. So we got to meet all kinds of new people. Lots and lots of new connections. Not to mention D9 Brewing was there, which was awesome. It was a lot of fun. But in the planning, we had this really kind of crazy thing happen. We're going through the dates on the calendar, and every single one of these is in May, and we're sitting in staff meeting, and this is last week, and I'm looking at all the dates, and I'm like, man, these are a lot of dates in May. Now, mind you, I looked at these dates, and I said, guys, I can't do, I can't do all these dates. I'm out of town for one, and I mean, at some point, I need to spend a Friday night with my family, you know, I need to make sure that I put that part of my life first and give thanks to God for that blessing. Mind you, I had just briefly spoken about this upcoming sermon, talking about who was with you on this road trip. And I had just read through the sermon summary. It goes to the info that's on our website, you know, that talks a little bit about, by the way, you can, you can know what the sermon's going to be about. If you go on our website, there's a little sermon series. You can see what's coming up. And I actually wrote this sermon series, all right? And I said, I can't do all these food truck Fridays. And French, who was just awesome, hits me up and he goes, Matt, you keep saying I. I'm like, yeah, right, right. He goes, you're forgetting us. You're forgetting we are here to do this with you. It's we, not me. We, not me. See, that's what God does. God surrounds us with others to lift us up, to walk on that journey together. And there's going to be times where there's going to be some grumbling, where God's going to have to do some sort of miraculous thing. And there are going to be times where that calling just feels completely impossible to manage. 
but God's going to put people around us that are going to lift up our arms. Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians. Since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not, everybody say, did not, appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together. Everybody say that. Live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you're doing. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, number one, acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Number two, hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Number three, live in peace with each other. On this life road trip, brothers and sisters, who you have with you is important. What they speak into your life matters. Say those with me. Who you have with you is important. What they speak into your life matters. When you've got the right folks surrounding you, you want to do these three things. Number one, notice them. Everybody say that one with me. Notice them. Notice who they are, how they are in support of you, and make sure and give thanks for them. There's no greater gift you can give for the people that surround you than to make sure that you notice them and give thanks for them. I end up texting people all the time that have done things in the church to try to make sure that I thank them enough for the work that they're doing. And they're not doing it for me. They're doing it for us. Amen? They're doing it for God's work. But notice them. Two, hold them in love. Everybody say that with me. Hold them in love. When I first got here into, um, into the church, I've told this story a couple of times, so forgive me, but it's a, great, it's a great example of what this church is all about. Got here and started talking about doing this ministry, this crazy stuff. We were going to kind of try church a little different. We were going to be in like a circle and play some music, but it wasn't going to be all about the music and the production. It was going to be all about what God is doing here in this place, building community and fellowship. We're going to be more about people than we are program. And I remember telling this guy who was in his 80s named Ben, and he's kind of, he's kind of a stinker of an old man. Right? You know, he's this guy, he's going to always give, give you a hard time. And I met him a couple of times, and it's like the third time I've met him. I'm, I've been here maybe a month, right? I'm telling him about kind of what we're doing, and he's asking how's it going, and, and he's telling me he supports me, and he's excited about what we're going to do. And right at the end of the conversation, he looks me dead in the eyes and says, I love you. I was like, all right, first of all, what? <laughs> I don't know you, and and you love, you love me. He said, yeah, I love you. That was the beginning of an entirely new understanding about how this church was going to be. A place filled with true community and love. He meant it with every bit of who he was. He loved me. Third thing. Live in peace. Say it with me. Live in peace. It's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy. 
There's ups and downs in any community, in any family, in any work environment. There's always going to be those ups and downs. But God put these people around you so that you'll notice them. You'll give thanks for them. You'll hold them up in love. That true, honest, open love that Ben had and has for me and for what we're doing here. And seek to live in peace with one another. Remember when I was in uh, high school, uh, my buddy had a farm. As a matter of fact, it's the Aaron we've been praying for who, who, uh, who just went home this week and is feeling a whole lot better. He had some surgery uh, back home in Franklin, Tennessee. But they had a farm, and we used to go out on a farm, and, and like it would get kind of late at night, and, and we were probably supposed to be inside the house, but it's a farm, and it's at night, and we're explorers, so what are you going to do? Explore. So we would go and we'd kind of walk and we heard some kind of commotion up by his cousin's house. And so we decided to kind of go up there and see what was going on. And it was, uh, it was like some, we were probably like late, uh, late middle school, maybe early high school. And they were like elder high school and maybe some of them that didn't go to high school anymore, even though it was probably they were supposed to kind of thing. And they were being a little bit irresponsible. And I'll just leave it at that. Everybody got it. Say, got it. Yeah. So we're standing there and just kind of in the middle of us, they're laughing and having a really great time and they're kind of doing their thing and it's the end-ish of the evening and Aaron and I are like, probably we, we, need to, we need to split. And a couple of them says, let's go out. Like they're going to go out on the town to do whatever they're going to do to continue. And these were kind of like on the edge kind of people already. My buddy and I looked at each other and said, nah, we're good. <laughs> and we turned around and started headed home. Now, as we were walking home, we got probably about halfway back, and it was a big farm, so it was a long walk. Um, we heard this, like, kind of loud boom. And we weren't right sure what it was, but, like, in Franklin, Tennessee at the time, they were, they were blasting all the time. You know what I'm talking about when they're, like, trying to make new roads, and they're kind of going through parts of sort of a country area at the time that was all kinds of progress and growth. And so we literally looked at each other, even though it was midnight, and, like, said to each other, wow, they're working late at night. Like, all right, so middle school kids are just sort of silly sometimes. <laughs> at least I was. Didn't think much about it until we got kind of up over the ridge, and all of a sudden we saw a bunch of flashing lights back over where we had just been. We took off running and arrived at a terrible scene. The Ford Explorer that they were in was completely flipped over, halfway off into the woods, the ones that weren't being led away in handcuffs were being strapped down to stretchers and put in ambulances. I bet you have a similar story of what if, don't you? What if I got in that car? What if my buddy hadn't been in there? Or worse, what if my buddy had pressured me into going? What if my buddy had said, come on, man, let's go with him? What if that moment shifted my whole life like it did theirs. So church, who's going to hold your arms out when you get tired? And whose arms are you called to hold up? Here's the thing, and this is where I always go, Pastor, good sermon, man, stop right there. You're in good shape, everything's fine, but then there's this reality that I can't quite shape. What happens when those who God puts in your life fail you? Many of you are here have had someone not hold you up when you needed to be held up. 
that weren't there for you when your arms got tired and you thought they would be. If that ever happened to you in your life, say amen. Mm -hmm. Or they pulled you into that car that went off the road. Brothers and sisters, it's going to happen from time to time. But here's the good news. I want to read Matthew 28 with you. Now, those of you that know me know that this is a scripture that I preach on at least three times a year because I don't think we have a better calling in our life than to pay attention to this great commission. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. This is after Jesus rose from the dead, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, you've heard me read that verse before, and you know that in the Greek, it actually doesn't say some. It says, but when they saw him, they worshiped him and doubted. These disciples that had seen everything, right? They've been with Jesus the whole time. They're standing right there with the, the word made flesh. They're standing right there with the resurrected king, the Lord, and they worshiped him and doubted. It always puts me in really good company, and maybe you too. Somebody say amen. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Two things. There's so much stuff in this scripture. Y'all know it's one of my favorites. But there's two things that really hit here. This message is for all nations. All people. No matter who you are. No how much money you have or don't have. No matter what you look like. No matter who you love. This message is for all of us. And as God gathers us in here, now you're on the team. Now you've heard God speak good news into your life, knowing that there's nothing you can do to screw this up. There's nothing you can do to undo God's great, amazing, good news gospel in your life. So therefore, now you're on the team. You're ready to go forward. Because there's a whole lot of folks out there that are on Moses waiting for their Aaron to hold them up. There are a whole lot of them out there. God's put you on a mission with that same calling to go forth and speak the good news to all nations. <laughs> you have an incredible calling. But brothers and sisters, you're going to get tired. You're going to need backup because you're still human. Jesus promises to be with us always and in all ways through the hands and feet all of us, each other standing next to one another through the body and blood where Jesus is fully present so that you know when you're alone you're not alone so who is it in your life that helps hold your arms up who is it that's got your back to come flank around the other side when you start to get beaten down. We're going to do some weird stuff in this uh, sermon series, and this is another weird day, so I make no apologies for this stuff anymore. You come to church here, you know what you're getting into. It's church in a gym. Somebody say, all right? Mm. Take out your phones. 
Go ahead and get out your phones real quick. You'll like this. Don't worry. It's not going to be too crazy. Take out your phones. And I want you to give thanks for one person in your life in particular, or a couple if you want to. But I want you to go on to uh, Facebook or Instagram, or if you don't want to do those things because that's not your jam, I want you to send them a text right now. I want you to send somebody a text and give thanks to them directly. If you put it up on Facebook, this is how you do it. You, you check in at Christ South, and then you hashtag it with gratitude and road trip so that we can see those people that you're thankful for. If you do it on Facebook, that's what we want you to do. But I want everybody to just take two minutes, and I want you to text somebody in your life that holds you up when times get hard, that has your back, that loves you when you're not good enough, that walks with you when you're lost in the woods. Somebody that has been Jesus to you at one point in your life. Because we want to notice them and give thanks. We want to hold them up in love. And we want to live in peace with one another. I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes to give thanks for somebody. What you're doing right now is our prayer at the close of communion or at the close of our sermon. During the sermon, you're gonna see something come up on the screen. It's pretty cool. It's a picture of something called Freedom School. Freedom School is something that we work on raising money for just this month of May. And it pays for an entire week of camp for a bunch of kids that want to learn how to read better and advance a grade level. And we do it up at our Providence campus, and it is awesome. So if you want to give special to that, you can do that by putting it into the offering plate today. You can write a special, uh, just put Freedom School in your uh, memo if you write a check. Or you can go online to the website, use your phone, and uh, type it in there. You can give right directly to that Freedom School. It's a ministry that we do that takes care of a lot of kids that can't afford camp, that can't afford to go through programs like this, and an awesome thing as we bring them up in faith and love and hope on their journey that they're on. So give thanks today. Take a couple of minutes and give thanks for some people in your life that need to hear. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.